Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another soda, the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys? We are breaking down the championship games plus a little Tom Brady action. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. Episode 403 coming at you hotter than 402. Remix. Your boy (laughs) Nikki Snacks doing the intro today. What a wild week of playoff football to follow up from the last wild week of playoff football. Just to put this in perspective, we had a kneel down for the last game, which is the Rams and the Niners. And that was the first kneel down that we have seen since the wild card weekend. Every game that we've seen so far has been a walk off. Wow. That's crazy. The games were phenomenal. I didn't. I wasn't obsessed with the Rams Niners game, but obviously the Chiefs had played in back to back unbelievable overtime games. Um, the Bengals Chiefs game it was twenty one to three at one point. We went on BetOnline.ag, tossed it myself, and we live lined the Bengals money line, not even spread. I, I love how we, we didn't even consider to do that. It wasn't even like a thought in our minds. But, all right, we'll get them plus ten. Like all right, we're just gonna money line them to might win. as well. That's might not as well. Funny. Plus yeah. 10's not fun, you know? At Super one point, weak. I think they were plus 19 and a half. Super weak. That was Super like, weak. I wish I put my entire life savings in that. Um, not a, I, an exorbitant amount, but that would have still been a nice payout. And for those of you who were listening last week, if you remember correctly, at betonline.ag, I took the Bengals to win the Super Bowl last week, and the odds just got a lot slimmer. That was my bet. I mean, if, if I was if I was saying that you're going to take the money line against the Chiefs, you might as well just put it on the Super Bowl, because if they're going to beat the Chiefs, it's like you're doing a two-team parlay. Mm. Anything's now, possible. Yeah, Cost, you did bring up a good point. Their opponent that they're going to play has a really crazy good pass rush, but that offensive line did step it up immensely this last game. They, they allowed nine sacks against Tennessee. I think they only sacked Joe Burrow one time in this game against the Chiefs. There were a couple of games, though. There were a couple of moments where he escaped and eluded the pressure. But, yeah, they, they massive, massive upgrade. But that's pass. also... That's the type of quarterback he is, right? That's something he's been doing since he was in college at an elite level. We we were watching on the couch today and it was, you know, the CBS crew that was calling the show and very Romo-esque a lot of times, the way Burrow kind of maneuvers his way out of sticky situations. Um, You know, Romo kind of had that patented over the right shoulder kind of roll out. A lot of guys you see do it. Breeze did it a lot. Russell Wilson certainly does it a lot. Um, He's just slippery back there in the pocket. And we believed, you know, we believed in him. That's, that's why we were confident to put that bet in. Nick obviously was confident enough, as he mentioned, to put the Super Bowl bet in um, before the game against the Chiefs. It's looking like a smart bet right now, Nick. I mean, this is, I'm not, uh, yeah, again, Josh, to go to your point about the NFC championship game, I wasn't severely impressed by either of these teams. And 
I still feel like that Chiefs-Bills game felt as if it were the two best teams in the NFL playing. And then the Bengals just went and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So for them to to beat the Rams, I think is completely feasible. Um, I know that they're not the the money favorite, you know, with the line already coming out, but I think it's a great bet. I think it's yeah. a great bet. And Nick, you got to feel pretty good about this one right now, man. Yeah, I feel good. I, I would just say the one thing that really worries me is the exposure that the Bengals secondary might face. They're going to be facing a lot. I wouldn't say a lot better weapons because they got, got Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on their side, but I think it's a deeper set of receivers for the Rams. You got to you got to cover Odell. You got to cover Cooper Cup. Yes, they don't have their tight ends right now, but Eli Apple was kind of exposed that game. I mean, not kind of. I mean, he was. Tyreek Hill was burning him the entire first half. Now, they made adjustments on the defensive side of the ball and, and kind of shut them down in the second second half of the game. But they just got to be able to play keep up. That's at the end of the day. Now, the offense played really well. Um, you're right. Joe Burrow was eluding so much pressure there. Reminded me of college, like you just mentioned. At one point, I think Tony Romo, it's so funny to hear him call games. He just flat out said, stop it. Yeah. Joe just like slipped right out and got a first down on like third and six or something. And it was... I mean, that's just classic Joe Burrow. Yeah, he willed them to win. I do think, though, that the adjustments they made in the second half was no small feat. They got absolutely bamboozled in the first half and then locked them down in the second. Eli Apple did drop a pick at one point that would have sealed the game. Huge. He made a huge momentum play at the end of the second quarter. He was the guy that tackled Tyreek Hill, where the Chiefs, I thought Andy Reid got a little greedy and he should have just kicked, he should have kicked the field goal. And he didn't, and it totally swung the momentum of the game going on the side of the Bengals in the second half, like you're saying, Josh. And and Apple, you know what they have? Apple obviously it was he was an acquisition for them. I thought he played all right. It's tough to cover Tyree Kill, man. It's tough. It's tough to cover Travis Kelsey. Hendrickson was doing what he could. I mean, he got to Mahomes twice. Hubbard got to Mahomes twice in the last you know, last minute of the game, it was, it was late pressure by them, but it was pressure when it counted. Um, and and so you got to really tip your cap to Taylor and his staff. And obviously like, you you know, you believe a lot when you've got a guy like Joe Burrow, um, as your QB, but other guys had to step up, mix and ran the ball incredibly well. P Ryan, who we kind of poo pooed on last episode, he caught the ball out of the backfield. Um, he he took one for a, you know, a 25 yard touchdown, Mixon also caught the ball well out of the backfield. So th- they were kind of firing on all cylinders in the second half. And uh, we just know that, you know, in the Super Bowl, you got to play two halves and you got to play clean football, which is something that the Bengals did excellently outside of one pick that Burrow threw and a couple of other kind of questionable decisions mm-hmm. that he had as far as like, you know, he should have thrown it out of bounds and he almost threw it to a defensive back who, who dropped it. And if he hadn't have dropped it, you know, Chiefs would have ended up with the ball. I thought they took care of the ball really well. Um, and it, it's really the reason why the Rams beat the 49ers because Jimmy G couldn't take care of the ball. No, I, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm unbelievably impressed with T Higgins. There were a couple of passes that he zipped in there, zipped and snagged high him. and snagged him. And I want to kind of go on your point, Nick, but also discuss it in the sense of on the Bengals side of the football, they also have a bevy of weapons that are deeper. Like, look, they do. obviously Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, you have Jalen Ramsey there. But I actually have a lot more faith in the Bengals' backfield than people give them credit for. You know, look, it's the same thing in basketball. Like Tyree Kill is 
it's Bradley Beal, you know, he may not be Kevin Durant, but, you know, maybe even better than that, like a Dame Lillard. Like, Dame Lillard's going to go and get, like, 25, 30 points. Like, there's nothing you can really do about it. Those guys just come in and burn you and cook you. Tyreek Hill is a top-five wide receiver in the NFL, top-five offensive weapon, maybe. And so, you know what's funny is I think Debo Samuel's better than him. Could be. Could be. I mean, like, it's tough to argue. I mean, Debo Samuel was phenomenal, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that Jimmy G couldn't get it done because it just was it, it was glaring that had they had a quarterback that was just a hair better, they would have been able to win that football game. And he wasn't good enough when push came to shove. I mean, their offense got, you know, shut down. Like they only put up 17 points and the Chiefs put up three points. What in the second half? The the great point to bring up Andy Reid getting unbelievably greedy. You go and you if you go and you take the points, it just changes the whole swing of the game because the way the Bengals were able to operate it was 21-10. They didn't have to go down and get seven. They can just get a quick bucket and get the three. So now it's 21-3. to three. They go down and score, and then they get the two-point conversion. It's 21 a pop. Had it been 24-10, it completely changes the way that Zach Taylor and the Bengals play that football game. Yeah, so it's also a big momentum shift too. I mean, you they played like a completely different team coming out of, the, coming out of halftime. Massive. I mean, it's a great goal of that they, play. They were just, they, they look like a completely different team. Now, we were discussing it a lot on the couch when we were watching the game toss, uh, and you've been on him pretty much the entirety of the playoffs and heading into the playoffs. McFear, having a good kicker in this league is showing in spades, is it oh, not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, 100 per, he's 100% from any field goals he's kicked on the road this entire season. He's kicked over 20 field goals, too. I think he's at like 20, he's 22 for 22. <laughs> That's a huge difference maker. When you know, I mean, you look at the Ram side of it, right? Mac Gay missed a 54 yarder. That's not an easy kick. Hmm. Um, by no stretch of the imagination is that an easy kick. But if I'm the Bengals, I feel comfortable with McPherson from 55 and up. Any field goal, it, it just puts you in a position where your offense, you don't have to play in a particular style to make sure that you get to the 25 yard line to put your field goal kicker in field goal range, right? Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to play. It, it just, it doesn't dictate how you play offensively when you're on second and third down. And I think they, they were able to get really free with their play calling. And you saw, you know, that even at the end of the game, when they got the ball after that incredible Jesse Bates pass breakup, that was a double coverage throw to Tyreek Hill, which of course you want to talk about what his best strength is not? It's going up and getting a jump ball, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, Mahomes was in a position where he, he had to make something happen, so he threw it deep. Bengals get the ball. They really were able to put the pressure on that Chiefs defense by pushing them deep into their own zone, um, and McPherson got a chip shot at the end of the game. Instead of having to kick, you know, a 50-yarder, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that once they pass the, it, that red line that they're showing on the telecast when we're watching, guess what? Mm -hmm. McPherson's kick, he can kick further than that. Yeah. That's yeah. not his line, right? That's the line where we're, we're saying, okay, it's like a 48-yarder. We got to at least get here. But when you know that you know, you're, you're five yards shy of that and you can still win the game, you start to play with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. You know you can do certain things. And then they you know, mix and bust one loose. I thought they really, they really took the end of that game. They, they went and got it, oh, right? Yeah. Like, it was not, it was not tentative. Um, they were really just hyper-focused. I mean, again, it's like they took care of the ball. They took care of their job. They did what they needed to do. And it just seemed like the play call was, was spot on, right? Like they ran it when they needed to run it. They passed it when they needed to pass it. They got to the right guys. I mean, I think all season long, they've been singling out guys in their games, right? T Higgins breaks out for 260 yards, right? Or 
or sorry, Jamar Chase breaks up for 260 yards and T. Higgins breaks up for 150, right? T. Higgins had a 100 piece today. You know, I mean, the running backs got out and got theirs. I mean, they do a really good job of picking their matchups correctly and 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 picking on the defense the way that they whether they did. Uh, it's a good point with McPherson, of course. I mean, he's perfect now in the playoffs as well. Um, just like Rabbit Gold was perfect, but um, didn't work out for him on his team. Uh, still got to love, you know, the kickers showing out. I mean, we've we've been poo-pooing kickers for the past couple of seasons now, right? Yeah, guys missing left and right, and seems like playoff football is, is finally showing a spotlight on the good kickers in the NFL. And the Bengals went out and drafted him. They they spent a, fir- a fifth round pick on McPherson, and yeah. it paid off immensely. And I think you might start to see that trend a little bit. I mean, I think teams are really going to start to, to, you know, evaluate and be like, okay, who's really out there. Who's worth a, uh, a draft pick. And there are some guys in college right now that I could foresee going to the league, getting picked maybe fifth through seventh round. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. spend a second round pick like Robert O'Reilly, you know, when the Buccaneers did yeah. that or Sebastian Janikowski, the first round pick where whoever did that should have their head shoved in a toilet. Um, but has there, I, has there been an extra point missed in the playoffs? No. I haven't seen one now. I haven't seen one now. I think we saw our first toss. You brought it up. Our first, you know, I mean, Jimmy G taking that delay of game was weak. I mean, the the 49ers offense really collapsed. I mean, they were in a good position. Like the, the 49ers defense, for all intents and purposes, like that Rams team is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. There were some injuries, obviously, on that side of the ball. And Uzoma gets hurt for the Bengals. You know, that needs to be discussed. He's a, I, he's yeah. one of my most favorite tight ends. That He's so underrated is the, is the point. I and, actually I actually thought that the T. Higgins point by Nick there, like a lot of T. Higgins touches were across the middle. 10 yards getting getting just past the marker he essentially slotted in as Uzoma for that game yeah. along alongside already you know putting together what he normally did game in game out so even more props to him but luckily you have the personnel right if a tight end does go down you have a 6-5 receiver that you can throw the ball up to yeah i Use mean the they base. just do a good job of going to their well right i mean yeah like they just were throwing slant after slant after slant to T Higgins. It was working in the game against the Titans. I mean, Uzama was the guy that they were just dumping off five yards and he'd fall back from the five yards and get a first down. I mean, they just, they have a good game plan and they, if they see weakness in a, in a defense then they just pick at it. And Joe's that type of quarterback that's smart enough to see that as well. I mean, they put a lot of faith in him and especially in your second year. I mean, it's, it's incredible what he's doing and he's doing it with so much swag and he's really taking the country by storm. It seems like, which is so cool. Like everyone is rooting for him. Joe, should I see Car- Carol Baskin's a fan of him? I heard. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone's been a fan of Burrow since he did it at LSU and did it in an epic fashion. He did it with Jamar Chase. I mean, like this team is young. Like we were like testy on them even making the playoffs. That was like a dark horse team. To Dude, make they the were playoffs. a two win team two years ago. They yeah, won the two first games. overall pick, the fifth overall pick last year. Their quarterback got hurt last year, busted his knee. It's the second year. They were their offensive line is pasted together. It's still not very good. I mean, they played obviously better this game against the Chiefs, but this team has really banded together and they're playing like they have nothing to lose because no one has expected them to be here. Let's be realistic. No one thought the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl. If I told you that was going to be the case, you would have said, yeah, right. What kind of J chicken crack you smoking? Bro? Right. In September, I think their odds were like plus 22,000 to win the Super Bowl. I mean, like put me supposed in a time be, machine. Supposed to be the them and the Steelers were supposed to be the two worst teams in a competitive AFC North. Sure. But, you know, we, we had all 
with the nearly Browns higher, ranked higher right, than them, etched think. in stone that the Browns were making the playoffs. I mean, I, and, think, I think most people had the Bengals coming in last in that division. Oh, yeah, yeah. certainly. I think I took the Browns to go to the AFC championship game in my face. I don't remember. Black that out of my mind. The Chiefs, for some reason or another, time in and time out throughout the season, let teams come back in, which is something they hadn't done in the past. There were a lot of times where teams came back late, and maybe they did close. I'm not saying they blew every game because clearly not. They won a bunch of games. But they were a lot more vulnerable in the second half of games than they had been in the past. The offense completely broke down. They went from dominating the Bengals, the Mahomes couldn't throw an incompletion, to a complete lack of creativity. The run game's gone south. And like they don't like they they ran McKinnon a lot, which is fine, but he's like a pass happy back. Like, where's Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Like, they didn't really use it, utilize him. It's like, that's a first round pick. I mean, like, I was very and they have a strong offensive line. I was very disappointed in the way they those guys played in the second half. Hubbard Hendrickson was an animal. Um, pretty much from halfway through the third quarter on their defensive backs tackled excellently. We already talked about Apple making that tackle on Tyreek Hill, but they really didn't let guys beat them outside of a couple plays where Kelsey, you know, he he put a cut on a guy or, you know, it's, it's tough to bring that guy down. He's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I thought they tackled really, really well, especially on short, uh, short yard situations, on, on second and third down when they were running, trying to run between the tackles. I mean, McKinnon was, again, he was most uh, effective when he was kind of getting a, you know, a, a, ra- a route in the flat, taking it up for eight, 10 yards. I mean, he, he had a pretty effective game, I thought. First um, half for sure. Second half right. he was blanks. But ultimately, the, the drive in overtime and the interception that Patrick Mahomes threw the hill. to Hill was right, it was right in his hands. Yeah. I mean, you just, that's a mistake you can't make in a playoff game. You just can't do that. And, uh, you know, props to Hill because his hands, I mean, you don't expect a big guy to make that catch. He got popped like right in the hands and he did. So, you know, kudos there. And obviously it turned into a Bengal score. Um, but uh, the same thing in overtime, he, he basically almost threw three picks in a row. And finally the third one, you know, they make an unbelievable catch off of a, a broken play. Um, you know, by Bates, which I already mentioned, but he kind of, he just wasn't delivering in the same form or fashion that we were accustomed to him delivering in late game situations. Uh, it's, you know, and, and I don't think that because he was so good in the first half, there's no pointing back to last week and saying it exhausted him. You can't say that, right? He just didn't execute. And sometimes that happens. We don't expect it to Patrick Mahomes because you know, he's, he's already a guy that we're considering to be one of the all-time greats. I mean, his touchdowns that he's thrown uh, in the playoffs, they put a stat up and, and he's, it's absurd. Like how many, how many championship games he's thrown, he's thrown over like 13 touchdown passes, maybe 12. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But he's, he didn't get it done. No, didn't get it done. And there was another play in the Niners game. I mean, I feel, but you got to feel bad for Tart. But you know what? At the end of the day, like, look, I hope he doesn't get, I hope people in the locker room are cool with him. It happens. But that is your job. You have to catch that ball yeah. and seal that game. Yeah. J- Jaquiski Tart hits you right in the hands. There was no one even near him. I mean, it, th- there was no contact by a Rams defender at all. Like, it just hit him straight in the hands. He looked like Jamie Tart out there. He did look like Jamie Tart. Look, yeah, once he had that, some once, feet for hands. <laughs> once that happened, I, 
there was no doubt in my mind the Rams weren't. That was it. They had their chance, and then Stafford's not going to make that mistake twice. You, you can't give a team like that a second chance. Never. I mean, they're really dangerous. The way that – I mean, Cup is just like 10 receptions, 130 yards, two touchdowns every game. Odell gets – literally, Odell gets better every game. Yeah. He starts looking more like the Odell of old every single game he plays. And the only – I'm curious about the pressure because I think this could be it. Like this could be really their show. I mean, they maybe next year they'll have a shot too, but I think of course I mean, they will always have a shot next year. Um, but this could be their best shot clearly since they're a or there B it's in Los Angeles and see like these guys are old. like Stafford's not young by any stretch of the imagination. No. And there's a lot of teams that are on the rise. So it, it's not, it's not, it's not easy. To yeah. Get well, they've, they've mortgaged the future. So to, they don't have, they don't have a first round pick to 2024. Yeah. I mean, this it's now or never for them right now. Yeah. I mean, Odell is heading into free agency as well. You know, I mean, there's he's gone. Yeah. I mean, the team is not going to stay together, of course. And you still want to pay, you know, the big boys on defense, of course. But yeah, it's now or never. And it, it's, it's in your home stadium. Yeah. Like, and you got to pay Cooper Cup. Too. You get. Yeah. And look, even if the team does stay together, the Bucks stay together and injuries happen. Uh, people lose their minds and run off the field. And sometimes you fall short. You know, and or you you have horrible first halves against the Rams, and the comeback isn't enough. I I really found that Stafford closed the game, aside from that almost tart interception, exceptionally well. Um, I think this is a great one. I think the opening line of three and a half is a little disrespectful to the Bengals, to be honest. Um, I was looking for three or under. I mean, I know it's a half point. We're picking hairs here, but I thought under three would have been fair. To be, I think it's going to slide even more. You think it's I, gonna... I think I think the public is gonna try to hit the the Rams, and uh, I think it's going to slide more to the favor of the Bengals. So they'll probably end up with plus four, or four and a half. I'm either going to take. I don't even know what I'm going to do at this point. I don't want to take a spread though. I'm going to I mean, take I'm a the wave. I'm going to yeah, you should. I'm going to take a money line, and however I feel that morning, I feel that morning. But we'll, we have weeks to get into that. Um, if you don't mind, I would like to you know, go into the Brady situation. A little oh yeah. Bit. And to transition really quickly, I, I do think that maybe Mahomes threw that pick because he heard the news of Brady retiring um, prematurely. And mm. I think there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. And then we, when he heard that Brady might not be retiring, he was thinking to himself, okay, maybe I'm not the goat still. So he threw that pick. Okay. That's interesting. It's an interesting yeah. way. Um, we, before we do get into, it's an interesting segue. Before we get into the whole Brady chat, I believe we have another sponsor to welcome to the show oh yeah we do talk to uh, us about it nick our friends at masterworks what i'm about to say might shock you but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just the goat on the field he's a goat when it comes to investing too he invests in stocks crypto and even art now you can invest like the goat with masterworks masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing investment in art from icons like picasso monet and warhol and even great, and art outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 and 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the GOAT. Get priority access with the game day promo. Go to masterworks.com believe. Sorry, masterworks.art slash believe 
That's masterworks.art slash believe B L E A V. Great. Yeah. Go to, go to our new sponsor, check them out. Thanks for doing the ad read, Nick. You it's a really fitting sponsor, honestly, for this conversation that we're about to have. Yeah. And it's a fitting sponsor for you to read because you do such an exceptional job. And it's always one of my favorite parts of the show. So shout out to Nick and his family uh, for their ad reading skills. Yeah. I mean, um, go ahead. No. Yeah. No, that was, that was, the, the, I was going to say shout out to my family that my family needs it right now. Um, we, uh, we're, we're, we're gambling a lot. We're winning a lot. We're losing a lot. It's, it's nice to have some of those, those ad dollars come in. So, you know, really thankful for masterworks. Okay. And all thought- those ad, all those ad dollars are going into your investments at masterworks. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I thought that was going to get a lot darker. I'm glad that's yeah, where I tried it, to I'm keep glad, it light. I'm glad that's where it went. Um, anyway, we woke up in Saturday and well, why don't you just why don't you just get on your soapbox here, Josh? Yeah, I'm about to. The thing is this: I whether Tom Brady retires or not, I'm cool with it. I, he's done enough. We've seen him do everything he can possibly do in a sport. He's dominated unlike almost any other athlete we've ever seen. It's in the upper echelon of Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan. He's in the mix with those. That's probably the Mount Rushmore of male athletes, I would say. Nadal, shout out to him. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Tiger. Tiger, yes. I mean, like these guy, he is in that upper echelon. You could, A lot of people are saying he's number one as far as just dominance goes. And he's going out in, on the highest of notes. Like, look, he could easily win the MVP this season, depending on how many people hate Aaron Rodgers. It's not like a Peyton Manning situation where he unfortunately was a shell of himself at the end. Like Tom Brady could still play at an MVP type level. But he's looking at the roster. Godwin's a free agent, also coming off an ACL tear. No one knows where Antonio Brown is until he shows up on Instagram Live. And or HBO Sports. Or HBO Sports. Sports. There's a lot of moves that the Buccaneers need to make, so he, he has to evaluate. I think the thing is this. If he was going to retire, he has more than earned the right to retire on his own terms. It should not be tweeted out by Adam Schefter, who, by the way, and look, I get you're doing your job, and I always respect the hustle, but you break almost every single piece of NFL NFL news there is. Yeah. How about you slow your roll and just take things back for a second, stop and watch the sunrise? There's a Bruce Springsteen song, and I know I'm, I'm the three of us are the only big boss fan, but I think – whether you like the way the music sounds or not, one thing that Springsteen does exceptionally well, if you really listen to his lyrics, is tell stories. He's a great storyteller. There's a song called Highway Patrol, man. And it's about a brother who's a criminal and the other brother's a highway patrol man. And the brother performs a crime and the brother, other brother's chasing him. They're chasing, there's a car chase. One brother's chasing the other. And they get to the Canadian border and the brother stops. Stops doing his job and lets his brother get away. Doing your job is great. And again, I respect Adam Schefter's hustle. I respect what he's built for himself. And I respect the name he has in the football world. But to a certain point, you kind of just got to let things ride and not do your job. And let Tom Brady go out the way he wants to go out. Because we all know Tom, the way he likes to do things. He loves the videos. He loves the theatrics. He's into that kind of stuff. You know, if he was going to retire, he had something planned. And he had posted on Instagram that he was still deciding. So days before. No need to blow your load, jump the gun. I just found it very disrespectful. It wasn't cool. It was completely unnecessary. And Schefter is going to break news after news after news for years to come. Well, I thought it was just like, it's great insight, right? Like, how did he get the information? Through their mutually shared agent, right? Yeah. You want to know how Adam Schefter gets a lot of the news? Because he has that agent. He has a high-profile agent where he gets easy access to a lot of the 
biggest and best athletes in the NFL, guys that have massive social followings, guys that demand a lot of media attention. And so, yeah, like I think a little bit of, th- of this is like just desserts because yes, he has built this for himself, Josh, like you're saying, but let's, let's not sugarcoat it. I mean, the guy has access that other, other reporters do not have. Right. And which, yeah, go ahead. Nick. Well, I'm just going to say like, which I think he has a responsibility to report accurate news, right? Because he's yeah. considered probably the most reputable sports reporter in the NFL, at least right. Him or rap report. Like those guys are like the most reputable when it comes to breaking news. I feel like hundred percent. And right. He, and so he's head and shoulders above rap report. Exactly. So when it comes down to the NFL news, that's getting broken. It's like almost a certainty that Adam Schefter is correct. Now, like you said, Josh, and I, and I really resonate with this, you know, he breaks so much. You're already on top. What do you stand to gain to break this? You're going over Tom Brady's head. You're going over his, his family's wishes. It's kind of, I know this is like a crazy comparison. I know that it is not the same situation, but it was like two years ago when Kobe, Kobe Bryant passed away and like all these news outlets were just racing to get the information out there. Right. TMZ dropped it before his, his wife even found out. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's that is a, that it's not the same situation, but it's the same it's, it's concept. Not the same, it's not the same concept. It's not the same gravity, He's, I should say, but it's right. completely the same concept. Like, I mean, like you, like you said, Josh, you don't, the result of it is not what's important to you, right? He has done no, enough for, yeah. for football, it's for the fashion that was done for fans, for himself to, to hang it up and for everything to be okay. But it's the way that it, the way that it went down, but the theatrics, I would even say it's like, it's just an intentionality behind how Tom Brady is as a person, right? He's always been intentional with everything he's done, whether it be on the football field or off. And he is very communicative through his own personal social media with his fans, with Patriots fans, with Buccaneers fans, with NFL fans. And you know that one thing he's also respectful of is other guys that play the game at a high caliber any other NFL players as well. So you think Tom Brady is going to break the news of his retirement a day before the NFC and AFC championship game. That's in my mind. I was like, no way Tom Brady wants to take that from guys like Joe Burrow. Who's never been in that situation before Matthew Stafford, a guy that Brady has played against for a long time, probably has the utmost respect for him. A guy that's been a gunslinger in Detroit who never got the credit that, that he's deserved because he's never had a team that could get him to the depth of the playoff performances that Brady has performed in. So Jimmy, just, Jimmy G, his locker Jimmy mate. G, right. A guy that, yes, who his men- obviously a guy he mentored, <laughs> mentored still has a really good relationship with to this day. Like it Mahomes, just doesn't his, his goat predecessor. Like they're tight. <laughs> These yeah. guys are friends. Tom Brady. I, I mean, that is an unbelievable point to us because Tom Brady has given, I call, I always call him Tom and people are like, we call him Tom. I'm like, yeah, because Tom Brady has given, so much to the game off the field. You talk about how engaged he is on social media with the people who follow and love him, how engaged he is with the other athletes. You really see, like when he uh, watch him at the end of the games, watch him go out. He doesn't go back to the locker room. He talks to other Rams players. He was with the utmost respect, utmost class. And this whole thing would have like, you're saying been a classless thing for him to do. And he doesn't roll like that. And knowing that he doesn't roll like that, people shouldn't try to roll like that for him. And that's what Adam Schefter did. I honestly, to be quite frank, and like, I hate to be like a a whiny bitch. And this is the only way to just, you know, categorize what I'm about to say. I really don't have much respect for Adam Schefter. And this is because he's from my hometown. 
he's from my, he's from where I'm, you know, where I grew up. He went to Kennedy. Like, I went to Calhoun and I had reached out to him. And this is before we had McConaughey, but we had had some big people on our show and it was in the dead season. It was not like a hot season. And I asked him to come on our show and I get that he's busy, but I had seen him on other platforms that were smaller than ours or around the same size. And he said, no, thanks, which I respect him getting back. But you know what? How many times do we go to our university when our university comes at us and, hey, can you all do this? I mean, granted, we love being a part of it. And, you know, we love the help that they've given us. But anytime Texas comes to us, it's not even a question. I didn't really love that. And then he kind of goes and does shit like this. Not This isn't the only time. This is just the most recent time. He's done stuff like this before. It's like it's not your career, bro. It's Tom Brady's career. Let him go out on his own terms. Like I said at the top, he's more than earned the right. I just well, don't necessarily just like love the way he goes about things. I think the, he's kind of a prick. The weight of it obviously is is 10 times what it would be with any other player because this guy is going to he's going to be carried into the NFL Hall of Fame. He's going to be carried into Canton. He's going to have unanimous votes. Everyone has deemed him to be the GOAT. We just yeah. read an ad and it, his name wasn't even mentioned. And maybe that's for other reasons, but <laughs> we said the goat and you know who we're talking about, exactly. you know, like he's, he's meaningful to not only the NFL, but also sports. And it's frustrating that, that now we have to be in this situation where we do have to wait for his decision, which is ultimately what we were going to have to do anyway. Yeah. And now it might come to the point where like, if he does retire, it's going to be soured a little it's gonna bit. Be by weird. The f- yeah, it's like, it's like spoiling the surprise yeah, on the yeah. wrong person. Right. Deflated, I think it not to, you know, no pun intended. It's I mean, I think I think all of us at this point want him to come back solely for the oh, reason yeah. of being like Adam Schefter. You don't know what my oh, life is. Every, everyone made back. their tweets and everyone posted their stories on Instagram. All these people made graphics, you know, to tribute him. There was videos made people, you know, kind of went through a roller coaster of emotions. Can you guys imagine if like Woj or or, or Shams? like announced LeBron's retirement before LeBron would be so pissed. Like Le- LeBron had a, a an hour long ESPN special on where he planned to play his next season after Cleveland that like the decision. Brady has like, a 10 episode special going on right now. Exactly. It's exactly. I, I said the toss today and toss. You said I was, you said I was crazy. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call in the middle of our show. Toss. You said I was crazy. Is it Schefter declining? I wish it was. I would tell him, tell him the fuck off. The <laughs> Ligma. Yeah. I said he should, the ESPN should suspend him for a week. I mean, they can't. It's the hottest they're point in the NFL. I, they can't. It's the hottest point in the No, season. but I, I think that it's obviously like they're not going to do that. But I do think. Fine him. I don't, I don't think you need fine to find him. him. No, I think it's him has to hold himself accountable. Has he said apolo- anything about it? He has to apologize. Know. I feel like I'm that reporter who's talking to Corey Delaney, the kid that threw the party and. Uh, Australian, it's like he needs to apologize to all the people that he's hurt around him. I don't know if you guys, you guys, you know what I'm talking about? That they yes. made yeah, Project yeah. X, Project X after that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I mean, he I'm certainly not, not going to do it. Not going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I say I'm sorry, but I'm not taking off my glasses. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like he has to hold himself accountable as well. And I mean, it his hit rate of getting things right is still higher than when he gets things wrong. So if he tweets something else out, that's not about Tom Brady. We are going to believe it because he is Adam Schefter and he has built that reputation for himself, but you, you do, you're not infallible. And so you, you do have to come, come clean on the thing that you did 
kind of jumped the gun on. And it, it's something that matters to NFL fans. So I, I think I'd appreciate his apology. I haven't seen anything of him saying anything like that, but um, because I think he's probably holding out, right? Because if Tom does retire, then he's like, see, I was right. Like, okay, yeah. dude, that yeah. you're not the one that made that decision happen. I think Tom's dad like came out and told her they all did. Like he's nowhere even near close to making a decision. Of course, th- apparently he called the GM of the Bucks, and they're, they're still not in- anywhere near it as well. So everyone's I think come out though. and said it. Yeah, I, I, I honestly I, believe that he's going to come back just based off of this as well. But he just played his best statistical season ever, right? And he he's got unfinished business. It seems like because he had a receiver go down, he had a running back go down. I mean, his, he came back, but he had a running back that went crazy. I mean or not running back a receiver that went crazy. I mean, he's got unfinished business and I, I think that team still stays together and they have another chance to make a run. I don't think he was going to personally. I actually think he was going to hang it up yeah. be, because of, I think Nick, you might be right now. And I, I, that's what I want, as I've mentioned before, but I do think that I think we were going to get after the Super Bowl, after all the smoke cleared, and the dust settled, you know, with NFL media that he was going to say, I've come to the decision that's best for my family, which is what he always alludes to anyway, when he's talking about his future decision-making process. And he wants to be a father that's present for his kids and a husband that's present for his wife. And I think that's obviously something they've had to sacrifice by allowing him to continue to pursue this passion of excellency in the NFL. And he's certainly completely capable of playing next year and playing at a high caliber. I mean, he, he probably won't win the MVP this year because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win it, but he has a great case. He's got a fantastic case. Uh, so his best football, I, I think you, you can't say is behind him because he's playing it as one of the best QBs in the league. So he finished number one in pro football focus ratings. I think he's going to hang it up too. I think he's done. I, maybe this sways things a little bit. I think he's going to go out on top. He's already won in Tampa Bay. He's proven that point. I think you, you know what? Maybe he could go back and win it next year, but you could also have a really down year and not go out on, on great terms. Yeah, I, I think he comes back. Um, I think, you know, to be nuts. I, I just I just really do. I, I think that he's going to come back, especially after what we just saw. And um, I mean, wouldn't you? It's Tom Brady, right? Derek mm-hmm. Jeter got the red carpet when he announced that he's retiring after the season. Big Ben kind of got that as well, right? Like, this is my final season. He'll say that. And then... Every stadium he goes to, they right. roll out the red carpet. They're going to make tributes to him. LeBron's going to do the same thing when he's going to get ready to retire. He's going to say, this is my final season. I mean, you did, you saw it. I, I think it helps, right? That's when a good professional athletes Tough. kind of control the narrative in that way. It's yeah. It's what Dirk did. It's what Dwayne Wade did. It's what Shashky's doing right now with Duke. I mean, when you're the greatest, you have the power to do that. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm curious. That's a that's a point I haven't thought about him controlling that last season narrative, like the the, the quote unquote last dance. Um, that would be exciting. I would love to watch that. So the difference though is that like I mentioned Dirk, I mentioned Dwayne Wade, you mentioned Roethlisberger. Those guys were past it, all three of them, and he's not. He's not whatsoever. So it's like that's kind of the one point of contention, and it's like a lot of media personalities who are you know, a, a little more well-researched, I would say, than, than Schefter kind of came to the counter of, but you promised that you were only going to hang it up until, you know, when you couldn't play at the same level that you were playing at. That was a quote of his from yeah. you know, two, two years ago. Um, and obviously things change, of course. And, and you're not also held team completely team. to your... Yeah. 
I was, I was gonna say no. You're it just confu- I don't. I don't know. I'm just stuck on the point that y'all brought up because it's now it's confusing me because he's a team first guy, so he may not necessarily want that. As, as sick as as much as we want that, and as sick now I'm thinking that'd be amazing. He's always been team. Sorry to cut you off, Toss, but he's just always been team first. So I'm just kind of in a conundrum on how that's. I'm just like, well, I I kind of just feel like I kind of feel like if he's at the dinner table and Giselle is like, if Giselle is like. No, go get another one and prove this guy wrong. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, that's that's another point that I, we'll we'll wrap this up quickly. But that's another point that I have is that he played this season fully healthy, right? Next season is not guaranteed. He can get hurt in game one. He can get hurt in game four. He can get hurt in game seventeen. It's not guaranteed, and I don't think he wants to go out that way, right? Your last play in the NFL is going down on an injury. No, I think I think it's definitely a toss up, but I don't like the way that Chester did it. And I think we all agree there. I'm glad we're all in agreement there. Um, great, though, great game. for us. Um, yeah, really quickly, just you know, we want to we'll let everyone rock and roll. One quick hitter, I'll give you guys now. The Rams were blasting a song when McVay is getting you know interviewed by the press at the end. You you're going to the Super Bowl. You get the aux cord. What's that one song you're playing to get the locker room hyped? To get the the locker room my like my winning team hyped? Yep, you won. You're going to the Super Bowl. Here's the aux cord. You go first because you've had time to think about this. I have thought about it. I can't come to a great answer. I'm trying to think, you know, because obviously I feel like you guys would expect me to go uh, shipping up to Boston, which if I played for the Patriots is what I would obviously play um maybe i don't dior by pop smoke gets me so hyped and i feel like that'd be sick to i feel like i kind of want to dance a little bit and like groove not just necessarily smash me personally i would want to smash it they kind of have to cater to everybody i feel like everyone wants to kind of dance you know and get in the party mode so that would kind of that's the sun that gets me kind of juiced to do that so maybe i would lean that way um but it's interesting i was like thinking about like Okay, I know how I would react, but I'm curious to see how like the whole locker room would react and how I would have to conform to that. Yeah, I think I think uh, song preferences has changed quite a bit since totally. since like my days playing football and what I would have liked to hear and like what we, I mean, that just that happens with time. Um, but I think going back to like what I was nostalgic about with football, and I, I think a lot of these players are in the same place. I like we're we're on the same age. I think like Lil Boosie. Uh, wipe me down would be super swag. Um, I think it's going down by Young Jock would be great. It's, it's great. going down, going down the Super Bowl, um, and then of course Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Oh yeah, that was that was a staple in our locker room at Georgetown High School. Need that. What about you? That's Toss? a great one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna pivot a little bit here. Go. Nick mentioned the late and great Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And- there was a post game in the finals when he was asked, you know, how, how he's feeling about, I think they came back and won in a game. I don't remember exactly who their opponent was. I think it was the most, his, his last finals that he won. And he right. said, job's not done. Job done. Job's not done. I don't know if there's any music that needs to be played. Let's go. Let's go win the next one and play. We are the champions. And that's all we got to do. <sighs> I don't, I think it was, that's a great point. Cause I, the, on the last anecdote that, so maybe that's not, not a so fun answer though. Give us a fun answer. Come on. That's his, that's a, that's his answer. I'm not, don't be surprised. You know, that's coming. That's like, 
that's a toss up plus the answer if I've ever heard I, one. I, I'm celebrating my wins. I mean, it, it, get, getting your team hyped. I think everyone does. You deserve to. I just yeah. think that like. Job is not yeah, man. It's if you're in the NFL and you want to, the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. Like I'm hugging my boys. I'm celebrating. But like I, I watched Joe Burrow in that, in that right on the field, right after he won. He was, he was most importantly embracing all the guys around him. Right. Of course. But he, he was not po- he was not popping champagne. He was he's ready to go to work. That guy's oh. ready to go to work. The right. minute Mahomes' wife popped champagne, you knew it was, that's the divisional game. Like, bro, you you do that in your sleep if you're Mahomes. I feel like Nick for a fun answer though. I feel like new level would be a good one. Like that's yeah, that's a good one to get. Yeah, ASAP Ferg. ASAP Ferg. Get yeah. people hyped. Oh, yeah, that's and, why and, I, and I think I think I saved Party for... Rock Anthem for the Super Bowl win, but it's going down by Young Jock would be a good one because then it gets you hyped. Like, all right. It's about to go down. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like get everyone hyped, get everyone motivated, right? Like taking this feeling that we're that we've won this game. Imagine what it's gonna feel like when we win the next game. Any kind of meek mill too kind of gets me jacked up. I'm not gonna lie. True, true. Cool, cool, cool. All right, fans out there, thanks for joining us. Drag both feet inbounds. We're gonna full count rip that puck at that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free and your those. Why guys? Because they're free. Dorian they're f- Finney Smith. Oh yeah, brutal. We out you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.